Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2014 and beyond. I am Ryan, and today on Real Nerds Podcast, we have a first. Ooh. It is somebody's birthday, and they are actually on the show today. <laughs> Who is that? Mr. Zach Eastman, welcome. Happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> Happy birthday, <Thank> Zach. <laughs> is it, could you think of a better way of spending your birthday than with um, the Real Nerds podcast? Well, yeah. There was supposed to be some Russian hooker on my dick right now. but you Whoa. Know, since, Whoa. Since, that would be way better. Since <laughs> since she wasn't able to make it, Svetvanya, I'm sorry that you were tied up this evening. <laughs> but um, it's it. nice to be with the Real Nerds for uh, and we're excited uh, my to birthday, have you. for my I think it's like my sixth or seventh appearance on this show. And every time that I come back here, the more that I realize I'm getting closer to taking Ryan's throne. I'm, whoa, you'll whoa, you'll whoa. never take my throne. <laughs> He's been on significantly have, more shows than you. so yeah. And luck. you have to have a pretty big dick to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really don't want you to go into Carson mode and go, how big is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we were second fiddle to something that was probably going to give you a horrible, life-killing disease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, so, no, you guys won that one. Uh, we would sing "Happy Birthday" to you, but it is a licensed song, and we don't want to pay for it. So fuck you. What day is today? <laughs> it's Nibbler's birthday. <laughs> what one of my favorite uh, commentary tracks is "Chasing Amy" with Kevin Smith and yeah. uh, Ben Affleck, and they get in this long little tangent about how Ben Affleck saying "It's your birthday." <laughs> And uh, Kevin Smith said, yeah, that cost me so much money on this movie. I didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. And Ben Affleck's like, yeah, that's fucking gold, though. Yeah. When Ben Affleck was, you know, able to talk how he <laughs> normally talks. is great. <laughs> that's like a d- differing opinion. They actually, the, that was the problem on Superbad, too. Did you know that? No. Because uh, Bill Hader and uh, I don't know if it was Rogan and Hader, but I know at least Hader was one of the pulprits, was that they were uh, uh, mimicking along to Panama. And Panama oh. is a very expensive song in the film community. Uh, Van Halen rarely lets their songs go without a pretty penny. Huh. So, like, they, they were wondering whether or not they were going to be able to get that song. <laughs> I'm glad they did because it ended up oh, being, yeah. like, it, they, it, that, that explains why they made, like, like it was in the trailer and shit like that. Exactly. Panama is the perfect song for a high school movie. You do realize that. Like you could drive you could drive in a car fast with your friends and go, This is the best summer ever, and that song just complements it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um I'm Ryan. I think I said that, and I'm the only one who matters. Just kidding. Brad, you doing okay over there, buddy? Yeah, I'm just wondering why James is still fiddling with the soundboard. Because uh, I want to make sure that it's right. Because uh, part of it is that hearing me in my own ears is is you know finding that like last week I was a little too loud because I wanted to hear myself in my ears, and then that ended up being a bad thing. Um, and part of it is that it's it's Zach and Zach moves the mic around a lot more than the rest of us do. Wow, that's so really a fascinating find... conversation. Yeah, shut the yeah, fuck up. Hey, 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 Brian, <laughs> if, that's if he's his problem. Yeah, board, you yeah. know I don't I don't like you criticizing my mic moves. Hey, <laughs> hey, it was it was Brad's fault. It was Brad's fault. <laughs> But Brad, anyway. you, look, you look really handsome. You know, it looks like you got a haircut. You have that nice, like, 
Five O'Clock Shadow. I do like your chin. First of all, I got a haircut like a month ago. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I don't have to shave for the pod show anymore, so. You so you just started looking ruggedly handsome again. Yeah. James yeah. got a haircut. I yeah. did. Oh, this one was James bad. James definitely, It took yeah, me no, too different. fucking long to get this and one. And he, uh, he's actually matching, which is good. James is colorblind for you listeners out there. Yeah, brown pants, brown shirt. Uh, it's not really. Uh, brown shoes. You do there's have. Some a, orange in there. Yeah, brown. there's some orange. There's in, some orange in here? Where? There is. <laughs> There's some orange in there, James. I'm just kidding. Um, if you're wondering, like, okay, I'm tired of listening to these assholes talk about themselves. Every week we go see a new movie. <laughs> it's a podcast and we, about what clothes we're wearing. <laughs> we pod- you, can't, you can't see our clothes, but they're gorgeous. <laughs> Sorry. They're adorable. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Talk about more things the audience can't see. Yeah. <laughs> James is sporting a Ralph Lauren polo. Oh, God, no. Fall cl- collection. Out. James is sporting some shit he got on the Coles I, website. I, I knew your voice sounded familiar. You're the guy who's been hosting all those fashion shows all those years. That's right. <laughs> and, and the Winter Olympics. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really I really focus on the figure skating. And next up, is it going to be the double axle? Oh, she nailed it. She got it. And she's loving it. Have you ever listened to it? Even the guys yeah, who yeah. announce sound super gay. Have, did you watch a lot of the Olympics No. This year? I, I, I watched. I was I really watched, uninterested. This I watched year. hockey. I love hockey, but yeah. what, what did you think of uh, U.S. and Canada? Just overall, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was like kind of like a yeah, whatever. It's yeah. still North America. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd rather see America win, but hey, I like the hockey part. Did, did we lose? That's, yeah. See, that's how uninterested I was. It, like, it's I certainly just... not how Kurt Russell wanted it to end, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miracle jokes are fun. <laughs> Anyway, what are we doing here, Ryan? I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Well, I already said, and you just like, yeah, I'm going to talk because I'm more important. My name's James. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We see a new movie. This week we went and saw Liam Neeson on a plane. On a plane. <laughs> <laughs> of nonstop Irish thrills. Thrills. <laughs> Stay tuned for our review of nonstop at the end of the show, and then we'll tell you if you should see it or not. We also talk about movies we should see, comics you should be reading, which James probably has one for us this week. If he doesn't, I always have one. Come on. We'll, see, we'll see. When we get there, we'll see. I got a comic for you guys. Oh, nice. Okay, go. so, oh yeah, good. Thank, way, go. to, way to the, save us. The birthday boy. boy. Yeah. Um, we also talk about movies we've watched over the week, things that are coming out, box office numbers. But and, first, uh, I'm going to do a little self-congratulatory. Um, mm-hmm. We were at open screen night this Tuesday. And this episode, Brad was worried about. Brad was... Terrified if it was going to turn out well, and we got second place. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I hadn't heard that yet. I unfortunately couldn't make it. So, uh, I like tweet it and post it. He doesn't even pay attention to us, dude. No, nope. I yeah, don't. He doesn't. Not paying any fucking attention to anything. I know. You know, James. I have a real job too, and I work sixty hours a week, and I still am able to pay attention to real nerd stuff. Yep. yep. Priorities, yep. man. Yep. And I still made out in a snowstorm. Like, I'm not going to let Brad be the only one there. Thanks, I'm, buddy. I'm going to show up and. Self high five, me and Brad. And you know what? We're going to support. But we lost to the Laugh You Bastards, which is really disappointing because <laughs> what? Cause Brad was in the Laugh You Bastards thing. You backstabbing <laughs> son of a bitch! Hey man, I've been I, I've been in an episode with him, so I can just say I, I, I'm in the neutral party here. Yeah, but why why would you be a backstabbing asshole? I don't know. Uh, I I helped out a bunch of be, friends. No, no, no. <laughs> Finish their final episode. You 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 went and took your talents to somebody else, and then your talents single-handedly won them first place. Clearly, they, they did because over Br- us. Actually, Brad had 
my favorite delivery of the whole night. Oh, really? Of the whole night. <laughs> they ha- they have this get up where Brad is going to the doctor and he needs to get a flu shot. And the doctor says he's going to cut off his arm. <laughs> Funny stuff. And they bring in these <laughs> these interrupters, but they're supposed to be interpreters. Eh, whatever. It's stupid. Um, but Brad's really great in it. And at the end, he gets thrown out and this... The security guards like get out of here, and Brad says, "Your wife's. I bet your wife's a bitch." And uh, <laughs> I didn't ad lib that. That's their script. Yeah. Well, I know you can't ad lib, so. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line is, "You can't hear it, but like when I'm like getting ca- carted away, mm-hmm. and they're, I'm trying to explain like why I don't have insurance, I I slip in like I wasn't able to register, but no one can really hear it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, whatever. Man. Oh, topical. topical. <laughs> <laughs> what? Whatever, man. I'm just gonna say I think I find it very, very interesting that the movie Son of God came out today, and Brad is now like becoming a Judas to this entire podcast. <laughs> it is. It's, it's shocking. You know, he sold. He You know what? You know what? A couple days later, Ryan's gonna come out of a you know little enclave after rolling a boulder across the wall and he's going to escape and he's going to tell you you're dead <laughs> maybe we'll he's see. not he's not a merciful lord he's just like fuck you <laughs> so uh what skit were you in zach <laughs> i wasn't yeah. in any yeah oh. this from the guys like oh I'll, I'll be open screen night in uh Feb- in january i'll we'll be open at screen night in february hosting this our final episode i actually have a reason why we weren't able to make it for january or february which i will explain near the end of the show so there you it go. better be fucking good it will be good it i guarantee be. it you guys <laughs> are gonna love it and i guarantee your audience will love it all but right cool. anyway um but yeah we we did the season finale of the pod show and what i was saying was is uh we were really concerned because it was so disjointed because we filmed it almost over a whole year. Yeah. And um, and so Brad was really concerned about it lining up. And I have to say, half off, hats off to Brad. You can't even tell the difference. And, yeah. and no one even noticed. I was showing it to people. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. And I said, hey, you know, that was filmed over a year. They didn't even know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it looks really, really cool. Yes. All the... All the uh, the transitions and the the titles and stuff it's it distracts from the fact that yeah they're completely yeah. different oh yeah well, and and like it, it pasted in little things like the fact that you can't hardly hear what Joe Kelly is actually saying and and just the way that transition works it, it fixes it it's yeah good. The, was it James and I were talking uh, earlier but um, I, I gotta say like I was very very uh, you know I, I was very impressed by the last episode of the finale and I already talked like a couple episodes ago about what I thought about the season thus far. I thought you capped off a very nice season full of a very really cool uh, experiment for, uh, you know, like this com- this film community and really kind of going full out everything but the kitchen sink kind of vibe. And I totally dug the finale and watching Zach Howard and uh, George Zante's like, you know, act yeah. for, for, <laughs> for all intents and purposes. Cause you know, it's, 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 it's like, cause you know, I'll be honest, you guys are better actors than those guys, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I love uh, George Zante well, as that, an artist. But Zach Howard's <laughs> really good at scaring the shit yeah. out of me. I'll be honest. James yeah. wasn't there, but James got a compliment on his acting. Really? Lot, yeah. Oh man! They, they dug your Pollyanna routine. Was it? <laughs> <quote. laughs> um, but yeah, well, thank was, you, Zach. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, there was absolutely. One pro- there was you. one problem yeah. though. Is um, the you know the big uh, finale of me getting hit by the car was like this <laughs> big moment, and then one video later. <laughs> Um, some really talented parkour people decided to do the exact same gag and pull it off with a broken windshield. Um, no way. No. What the fuck? I audibly sat in my chair and go like, I said, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Out loud. 
Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. But kudos to them. Brad's dreams yep. died. <laughs> yes. It was like my big moment. Oh, like we I'm did a sorry. stunt and everything. And then, but, oh, yeah, someone's still better than us. I, I but what was great, though, is um, sometimes when you've seen it, because I watch it like a few times, um, you don't know what jokes are going to land and which ones aren't. And uh, it was funny hearing people say how much of a jerk I am on the uh in the episode yeah and that people laughed at taylor really loud and that was fun yeah i, I didn't know if that joke would really land she's fantastic um but yeah it, it went over really well um and that's a tribute to the our videographer over there director graphic yeah. design artist so good job brad thanks yep. caterer grip gaffer <laughs> um yeah mm-hmm. but uh stay tuned season two our season finale ends on a cliffhanger so yeah um, we'll and, it's see where good, it goes. and it's good so if you haven't seen it please check it out yeah and if you're like oh man i don't like watching things on youtube there will be a blu-ray release of blu- real blu-ray nerd. dvd combo real nerds pod show season one with tons of extras including commentaries outtakes extended scenes you get to see the director's cut of episode five brad cut out like one line so it's our long-running joke that there's this oh yeah there's this director's (laughs) cut of it (laughs) Uh, commentaries i can guarantee you i can guarantee you that the only way you will get a commentary out of me is if you just ask me politely (laughs) (laughs) there might be able to make that happen i think they're fun so yeah Yeah. thanks everybody open screen night uh the next one's not going to be at oriental theater it's going to be at the denver media center Mm. Uh, Denver Open Media, Open Media, uh, Open Media Foundation building. Cool. So um, uh, March twenty something, twenty fifth or something yeah, like that. it has been announced yet. We're still putting it together, but there's probably gonna be some lady hosts this time. And cool, um, oh lady hosts, yeah. And yeah. also, too, Brad made interstitials for the like the Fast Five and everything. So yeah. Brad's oh, yeah. really done really well there. I did yeah. some animations, so yeah. that yeah. Uh, one girl should be totally sucking you off. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Oh. Oh, oh no! I made that up. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just, just that gonna, one girl, you know, I'm in the just, world. I'm just gonna create the soundtrack to the entire night. Oh that god, you guys no. are gonna have. Oh god, sweet, <laughs> sweet. Um, There's a lot of Duran Duran in that, but <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't happened a lot lately, guys. But it's my favorite tar- part of the show: fan mail. Fan mail. Sweet. Who has the nerve Hi. to write to you guys? Cora says. <gasps> Hi, guys. I love the Pacho, of course, because she's in this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you all have done an awesome job. Uh, your view of the Lego movie was awesome because everything is awesome. Um, have you seen her yet? If you did, I missed it. And then she has like a monster smiley face. I've never seen that kind wait, of wait, emoticon who, before. I do want to ask. No, no, it's because you're on an Android device now. All of your smiley faces will be little Android guys. Oh, now. cool. Yeah. Are you serious? Is that how it works? Yep. <laughs> um, wow. The sheer complexity of the relationship is perfectly portrayed and heartbreaking. Also, is it possible that both a Lego movie and her will be at the top, on the top 10 of my top 10 of for the year? Pure awesome. So update, Michael and I are going to be going to the Emerald City Comic Con at the end of the month. Oh, wow. So I'm hoping to... I haven't set up my phone yet, sorry. So I don't know how long it lasts before it you know, decides it's not going to be Yeah, yeah, um, So we'll report... I was hoping to report back on the epic of, epic of epicness. 
We hope you will report back yeah, that's on the cool. epic of epicness. I've never been to Emerald City. Uh, been reading and studying, not movie watching. What makes for a sad day? But the recommendation, keep the recommendations coming. Have a great show. Uh, always, Cora. Yeah, I, I think I saw I, she finished her, her GRE today. So congratulations to her. Yeah. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Awesome. Like I, I've I've heard Cora's comments throughout this podcast for the past like I don't know like it's coming now on like a year and a half now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about that. I have I I have I have never like I've never ever met one of the fans of the show before, at all. Period. That's the only thing that I've never experienced out of real nerds. Well, you'll uh, you'll have to. So if come... anybody wants to come on a show with me and you're already <laughs> a fan, please let me know because I just want to meet a fellow fan. But just uh, we can talk behind their backs. <laughs> you were at Denver Comic Con with us, and a bunch of our fans were there. That is true. That, yeah. Next, I'm really glad none of them recognize in, me. <laughs> in, in June, you'll just have to hang out for a little while, and we'll introduce you to one or two of them when I come back. Be like, hey, it's that high pitched goofy kid. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Corey, I did see her. Yeah, I, 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 when it was pointed out on the pod show, I recognized it. So mm-hmm. I was like, that was nice. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Dan sent us an email. He saw the movie with us tonight. Oh, cool. He said, hey, dudes, talk about how Steve Buscemi and Sean Bean die in every movie they're in. <laughs> <laughs> I t- this, is, this is why I hate life, because I told this guy, please come on the show now, tonight. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's been on almost as many times as you have now. Yeah, I know. Um, I wanted him to come on tonight because I'm like, I, I guarantee you're going to have some thoughts on this <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, he says, off the top of my head, I can only think of one movie Steve Buscemi doesn't, lives through, and that's Mr. Deeds. That movie is bad, though. Maybe he does die, and I forgot. <laughs> uh, maybe it's all those Oreo pizzas he ate. It finally does him in. Cool, Dan. Uh, he also doesn't die in Grown Ups, Dan. So, uh, yeah, I feel like Sandler s- lets him live. Steve Buscemi... Steve Buscemi survives He doesn't die in Reservoir Dogs. I was going to say, he doesn't die in Reservoir Dogs, right? No, he doesn't. He gets away. Tim Roth, right. Tim Roth dies, and then the lime and the coconut and drink the bottle up. <laughs> but, but Sheen Bean dies in every movie. He does. Even the, even he the does. Ones... He, you know what? And it sucks, because that's why I couldn't get into Game of Thrones. Because <laughs> you knew. Because I was like, oh, Sean Bean's yeah. dead. I don't care anymore. <laughs> even, the, even the ones where he survives, he dies right after. The, like, credits roll, and what you're not seeing is, <laughs> is, him dying. is like a guy just comes off stage and they kill Sheen Bean. You know what's Sheen Bean? What, oh, what, sorry, sorry. I call him Sheen Bean. What's, oh. <laughs> I know his name's not Sheen Bean. You know what's? You know what? We all take him dying in movies for granted. When he actually dies, the whole world's gonna be fucking stunned. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> like, oh my God, this time he is. Sean Bean up. is gonna listen to Real Nerds podcast, and he's like, "Oh, I really like these mites. Yeah. Listen to the podcast." <laughs> and then you say Sheen Bean, he's like, "Oh, fuck those guys." <laughs> do you think we? I was gonna give them an exclusive interview. Do you think we could get him to call in and then all of a sudden just die all over the phone? <laughs> <laughs> you gave me, you gave him your Jason Statham voice yeah. there at the end. <laughs> at the end, I was yeah. gonna give him my an interview, <laughs> but where I'm wearing a wire. I need to know if you're wearing a wire. There it is. Uh, thank you, everybody who wrote in. It's fun. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, we appreciate it. Um, Zach, what should we do next? Uh, well, let's jump into some real news. Cool. Okay. It's real news. I I just want to make it clear. I, when people die, I don't kill them. <laughs> 
so don't get mad at me. <laughs> like every every time that we talk about deaths on the show, like you're the one who killed Sid Caesar. I fucking knew it. No, people, no, just, he, people he just blew over really... the Sid Caesar dying. You never even mentioned it. That's true. <laughs> that's right. right. You. I, that's right. I listened to the last episode. No um, mention whatsoever. This is true. <laughs> Brad's Sid's... flipping him off okay. from the state of Sid Caesar. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'll, I'll get it out of the way. Tinseltown stiffs. Sid Caesar died. He brought on writers such as Neil Simon, Woody Allen, Mel Brooks, and Carl Reiner. He will Who? be missed. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck is Carl Reiner? Well, I don't know. Dare you? How dare you? Um, <laughs> as I see the Dick Van Dyke show clearly in this interview. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it took um, the spot of my Ocean's Eleven DVD. <laughs> I think it's fuck fair. you. Ocean's Eleven rocks. Um, <laughs> so not uh, really, James. <laughs> <laughs> Harold Ramis died this week. Yes, Harold um, Ramis. Which is yeah, man. And, and, can you, can know, you think of the the one film? What's the one uh, Groundhog film? Day? It's Groundhog Day. Ground, for it's you? Groundhog Day. Yeah, it's, Groundhog it's, Day. it's vacation for me. It's vacation. Really? Oh, it's vacation. Is that one line when Chevy Chase is going? Uh, I'm gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. We're gonna have so many laughs. We're gonna have to have surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was just the timing on it. I'm just like only a man who's aware to let the camera fucking roll on Chevy Chase is clearly well, yeah. a genius. Let Chevy alone. probably would have punched him if he didn't. <laughs> I think uh, part of it for Groundhog Day to me is um, is the fact that like I've I don't know if you're aware of. Um, um, Stephen Tobolowsky has a po- his own podcast where he tells yeah, all stories. Yeah, on Slash Film, the, po- yeah. the Tobolowsky Files. Yeah, and uh, they're fantastic. And he's told some stories about that movie specifically and the way that like they started filming without really an understanding of the script and that, that it just sort of naturally became this thing that honestly I think is one of the most important comedies of the last 30 years or so. Um, I, I just think it's brilliant. Um, but to, to the degree that... Um, Ebert reviewed that movie and didn't think much of it and then realized 20 years later how cool and awesome and smart that movie is and went back and re-reviewed it and admitted he was wrong. Like, it, I don't know. That movie is just really impressive to me. And it's one of those ones that sticks with me. And Have you seen Ebert without his chin? God damn it. God, that is creepy. The man is dead. So, that's looking at oh, me. right. Oh, boo-hoo. So the Magus didn't have a hard time eating that part of him. Are you going to give me crap for making fun of Joel Siegel later? Because I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> No, <laughs> you don't walk out of um, you don't walk out of movies, Joel Siegel. Um, uh, Ramus, Ramus dying is obviously a terrible shame. Does anybody yeah. remember the movie Multiplicity? Oh yeah, he directed. Oh, I love wow. This is an example of hi one Steve. Of those... <laughs> 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 this is one of the examples of like even a movie like Multiplicity, which nobody, uh, like at least younger than me, because I'm I'm younger than you guys yeah. for the most part. It's a, People it's a younger than me movie. will have no idea beyond Caddyshack, Vacation, or Ghostbusters for, for Harold Ramis mm-hmm. at all. But Multiplicity, uh, stuff that he's done, even Animal House, like stuff like smaller stuff that nobody even realizes that he was fully involved in. This guy led a full fucking life. Yeah. Like just huge influence on comedy, just always kept working, even fucking Knocked Up. He had a great role in Knocked Up, mm-hmm. where he plays Seth Rogen's father. And it, it sucks. It, it, he was a truly wonderful giant in comedy and it's gonna suck that we don't have him around anymore it's good that we don't have to see him suffer through ghostbusters 3 but <laughs> isn't it funny that that's the there's the, like headlines saying ghostbusters 3 will continue as planned wait oh, what? Yeah. 
How yeah. was, the thing. was it planned? They're, no, no, no. I, uh, it, it, I mean, it wasn't. It wouldn't have worked right. without Bill Murray. And now that there's no Egon anymore, it's uh, it's a dead property. No, no, no. It's not. No, it's not. There's lots of money. They're gonna go get three funny guys and go make a ghost. But I'm sorry. I think they're gonna wait out Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray and just reboot it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. He's, yeah. Hey, hey, you know and, what? You know what? Shut up. Because he's got to finish settling his vodka first. So. I <laughs> I bet in the next two years you see them actually start like pre-production on that movie and i bet yeah. when they do it you see somebody on that movie go man harold ramus really wanted us to do this as <laughs> gross as i'm not even fucking kidding like I, it'll be gross yeah, you know what i'm not gonna lie that's actually that, honestly wanted. if that were the reason i would totally be for it if it were true yeah, yeah exactly um and if bill were to saying, come back to do it and be like for fucking harold true true you know? or not i'm i yeah i so. fully expect that to happen um but yeah so. it, was a, it was a terrible shame but yeah well yeah. said very very young, but he'll be uh, be missed. Great big, big comedy legend. Yeah. You know? Um. Beyond that, Brad, we're gonna get a trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in front of Captain America. So you're actually excited what? about Captain America now? I did not know this. You weren't excited for Captain I know, America. I know before, you knew it. You fucking and Nazi. I read that now it's coming. It's still coming out in August. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was October, but yeah, I thought they were gonna push it back. It's but. it's weird. Yeah. There's some big movies being pushed to August. Guardians and. You know, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, very last thing is that Anchorman 2's Blu-ray. Well, for for one, Anchorman 2 this week. I think we talked about this last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that they're gonna re-release the like other version. The Blu-ray is gonna have three versions of it on there. We talked about it last week. You guys were kind of well. We were all just sort of joking about them releasing like three different Blu-rays or whatever. Um, but they're gonna put it all on one disc. And, I know. When I know. found that out, I pre-ordered mine already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Uh, it comes I, out the same day as Still Panther's new CD. <laughs> right on with great songs like I didn't what was it's like I didn't fuck your grandma at the granny house I don't know it's, <laughs> she's on the rag she's on the rag oh um, god damn I'm the greatest before we uh, leave the real news can I uh, chime in a little bit of real news sure that came in um, and actually I I had been I heard about this earlier in the week but I wanted to I, it's only been till today that I've been able to really fully grasp it and I Brad and I talked about it earlier today but uh Sarah uh, Sarah Elizabeth Jones passed away and everybody doesn't know that but she name. She passed away. Well, she didn't <laughs> sh- sh- shut up. Let's be honest about this. Um She was annihilated. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Elizabeth Jones was an uh an assistant second assistant camera or a second AC on a film for the Almond Brothers biopic. And uh, she was unfortunately struck by a train um, in the middle of production. Um, Holy shit! And uh, unfortunately, part of the problem was that there was no permission given to be filming on the train tracks that they were filming on in the first place. And there's a whole big issue on the ethics of filmmaking as to whether or not you know whether or not the permission was had and whatnot, and whether the ads at fault or anything like that. And I really don't. I didn't really even think about that. What I thought about was is that. Uh, this woman, uh, you know, uh, I saw her credits and I read all about her throughout the week and I kept thinking about it. How how awesome is it that somebody even in death will be remembered for bringing to life so many great things? She, she helped bring uh, together productions like The Vampire Diaries and lots of different stuff for TV. And it doesn't matter if it influences any of us specifically. It could influence some small kid out in the middle of like bumfuck Idaho or anything like that. And just to think that 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 person died for creating somebody's stupid, silly dreams, because that's at the end of the day, filmmaking and any storytelling is just stupid, silly dreams being realized with a bunch of money. Somebody died in the process of helping make those things. 
and I wanted to give a shout out to her on this show specifically, especially when I found out I was coming on today, because if anybody out there works in this industry, please give a grip, a gaffer or anybody in this industry, a hug and let them know how much you feel for everything they do to help your stuff come true. And, you know, it, yes, it's one death, but it's still an important like situation. And if the Oscars are going to happen by the time this episode airs, but if there's any justice, she will get an honorary mention at the Oscars. And if hmm. she doesn't, it will be a, a terrible shame. Hmm. So, yeah. Man. Fair. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not a problem. I just wanted to mention that. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I, yeah, I, we're I, back. <laughs> I want you to come back on every time somebody dies because I just get yelled at and you actually wax eloquent and it becomes a nice little moment. So You didn't want to hear my – I was going to talk really for five hours. Really Brad's like, really passed away? She was annihilated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had like where, a dick about it. <laughs> where Brad was a complete dick about it. Like, I, thought, I thought like she was going to get like attacked by aliens or something based on what Brad said. No one heard the train coming? That's what, that's what I'm confused about. <laughs> Fuck. No, that's – Legit- ah, like, seriously, everybody was giving me crap two weeks ago about Philip Seymour Hoffman's death. Uh, now it's my turn to give you crap about somebody's death. That is too soon. Like, I'm not, I'm not screaming like foul play, but it is weird that like out of a crew of at least twenty, like it was an indie film, so it wasn't probably like a hundred people. But right. it's 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 just it's just how did it's, anyone? It's, it's how did an, people miss a, that? It's in a split instant. I I was telling you the story. Like I I mean true story. I was on an independent film. Uh, not more than uh, three months ago where I was asked to interrupt Glendale traffic in California for about 15 minutes just so somebody could get a shot. Sometimes people just do the craziest shit, but I don't know exactly what's going on with this particular production that uh, this woman was involved in because it's, it's, it's an almond brothers biopic. There's gotta be money behind it. I don't know what the ramifications were legally. I've only read scattered things. I've mostly been reading about what she had done and, it's a shame that she's dead. I think it's more like you know, it's just it kind of sucks. <laughs> there's there's got to be some logistical thing we're missing where it's like if you if you were in the place if you saw where it happened if you, that you'd go like okay that's how that mistake happens. Yeah, it's, um, it's, I'm I'm, I'm sure, sure that it wasn't like a the, the yeah. what, from what I've heard is that they were not given permission to be on that bridge or on that on that train track. So it's not uh, that creates it, a criminal liability because well it's it's the same issue that was had with think, John Landis I think in she the paid her Twilight price. Zone movie. You know? No, not for so. her. The uh, no, yeah, yeah, the director and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. But anyway, I just uh, wanted to bring it up. Fucking so. cut! There's a train in my shot. <laughs> cut! <laughs> God damn it! Cut! <laughs> oh. Do it again. Where did that train come from? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad. Sarah, Sarah, we're saying this really earnestly and honestly. We yeah. really miss you. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, you know, if you can't laugh at life, you can't laugh at yeah, death. Exactly. So. I'm sure she appreciates. I that. think you mean that the other way. If you can't laugh at anyway. Yeah. But cool. Cool. That's news. Unless I'm missing something you guys want to talk mm-hmm. about? Brad, what should we do next? I don't think it was real heavy this week. There's no um, Batfleck news, right? Nope. There's okay, no Batfleck news. <laughs> uh, the Flash got a costume. There's that. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it looked good, though. It did look good. It looked Real I news. Mean, <laughs> only applies if Real James news. I don't a give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to make a... If there's shitty... something you want to know, you better hope James has an interest in it <laughs> yeah, or else will never find out about it. Yeah. Oh, oh good. They're going to make another show like Green Arrow that some people are going to like, and it's probably going to be garbage. You know, we don't talk about Supernatural, but it's a huge show. No, hey, we've talked about... No, hold you on, know hold on, hold on. Su- you different. know why it's not a big show? Because despite the fact that people talk about it, I've still never seen it. That's mm-hmm. totally different. I don't believe I... it exists, Brad. <laughs> we've, we've talked about the, show, the fact that we should watch it. I have w- I watched the first episode of Green Arrow and don't think it's very good. I've watched bits of that show and seen the production values, and I, I can't stand it. Um, so You're not that, watching I'm the not... entire thing. I'm, I'm just going to say that for you. It, You're not watching the entire thing. That may be true, but I, I, I also don't give a shit about DC. 
So there's multiple layers of how. So why we'll don't be talking about Batman or Superman for the rest of the year. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. Don't worry. I'm, the most gonna, I'm, imp- I'm starting my own podcast called Batflex, so it doesn't matter. Do you nice. at least care about Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little. Yeah. Which I think they cast somebody as a villain, maybe. Yeah, yeah, the guy from Girls might might be a villain, but casting news like casting that is so in flux. That's you know. Well, who's, yeah. who's, I mean, there's gonna, also who, who's going to be the villain? Darth Girls. I, 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 we can also sit here and like rumor about whether or not they're going to make more Matrix movies, and I, if they make them, cool. If not, whatever. I'm not. You know. Ah, I'm in a fourth film, or am I? Ah. <laughs> uh, the first three movies were <laughs> inside one Matrix, and now we're in the. Outer Matrix. Uh, well, no, oh, we didn't. We? They didn't what ruin if we're the... in an inner, inner Matrix, Matrix. Brad? If, if you uh, remember uh, the way that Revolutions ends, oh the Matrix God, is layers. still there. If you remember the yeah. way it ends, he dies like Jesus. So does that yeah. mean it's going to re- come out of a digital rock? No, they just <laughs> don't have Neo in it. I mean, I, w- I, would, I would see an, a, a good new Matrix movie. I, I need Keanu Reeves for my Matrix movies. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's news. God, you guys fucking done yet? Jeez. Yeah, I was sorry. trying to, I was tr- I've been trying to close it for Minutes! Minutes! I want to learn about Blu-ray releases. Good. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Because there's a shitload coming out. Hunger Games Catching Fire is the big one this week. Uh, Followed by 12 Years... (laughs) Did you already pre-order that one? (laughs) I did. Um, Followed by 12 Years of Slave. Did you already pre-order that one? Uh, I don't know if I can experience that movie again, to be honest (laughs) with you. Yep. Um, Tough (laughs) flick. So uh, the hey, and that's not say- the movie's great. Yeah, but it is. it's like, hey, you want to see people get yeah. raped and and whipped for two hours? Twelve years yeah. Yeah, it's, watch it's, anytime. It's not, it's not <laughs> a comfortable party watch. No, it and definitely I, is not. I think that there is a difference between it and like a Schindler's List, where Schindler's List is fucking horrible and hard to watch. But I, I think I'm slightly more interested in that character just in general. Yeah. Like I, 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 so. I'm, I like that character's journey a bit more. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, the what was basically the finale of the last season of Doctor Who, where Matt Smith left the show, um, that's coming out this week uh, on Blu-ray. Um, here's a here's a source. I cannot spot. believe you even have that clock here's clicked a, on. Here's a source spot: uh, the Blu-ray of this year's Super Bowl. So if you want to rewatch that fucking god awful, no, that's the Seattle Seahawks um, team the magic uh, movie. Oh, is it? It's not just the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Good. Can't believe you mentioned that on my show. <laughs> C- oh no! C- I... Seal Team Seahawks, the movie. <laughs> uh, the fifth season. Yeah, of... I'm going to take your mom out for a nice dinner, and I'm not going to call her back. <laughs> the fifth season of the Venture Fire him, Brothers. Michael. Fire him. Oh wait a second. Is that? <laughs> I get... Sorry, I, I got to reopen this. I think that's a Blu-ray of the Venture Brothers. I didn't even think that was on. That show had Blu-ray. Release. Yeah, you know James doesn't care yeah. about me either, Brad. They're Putting Spectacular Spider-Man the cartoon on Blu-ray in a complete series. Set. Really? Yeah. No, I couldn't even. I didn't. Guy. I didn't see it. I didn't see it uh, at all. Yeah, it just became available. With, oh no, it came. It's it's not. It's April twentieth, twenty second or something. Oh, okay. So it's not this. I week. mean, I was just saying it's real news. Oh, that, that, I didn't. That I, movie that that cartoon show is loved and is finally put on Blu-ray as one complete set. I I like that show. I didn't see that news. I asked you if you had any news to share, and you didn't share it. So well, I that's think on it you. was important. Somebody didn't die, and it. Didn't have to do with something else. <laughs> anyway, Matthew McConaughey. Um, oh, Matthew McConaughey's great. Uh, the, the Grandmaster uh, comes out this week, which is 
It's um, produced by Martin Scorsese, a good flick. Yeah. Oh, did you get a chance to see it? Yep, highly cool. recommend it. It's a very cool. good martial arts flick. Awesome. Um, not a very good martial arts flick is Old Boy comes out this week. Remember that came it was out so old, old Boy's not anything. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> did you see that picture with the sticker on it that says like not a good remake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's <laughs> yeah. a. Um, so it's a, it's like a you know Chinese bootleg version of the of the Blu-ray. <laughs> it's like a that, that has a a quote on the front that is like a one of the most useless remakes of you know something yes. like that. Um, and it is. It's a horrible movie. It was way far down digital bits. Your I guy, had to go pretty deep to find that it was even out this week. Your guys' review made me come very close to not watching it, but I did. End but up you watching. did, yeah. Why did you? Well, <laughs> I was did cur- you like I was, it? I was curious. I'm not a big fan of old old boy to begin with. And so neither am I. New old old boy was whatever, but it, I thought Spike Lee was just being lazy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> let me totally. say something. No matter what anyone says about anything. You should always find out for yourself. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh, totally. Always yeah, yeah. do the right thing, Brad. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> he there. will. He got game. Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> shit. Hey man, you got jungle fever. <laughs> I, I I'm the inside man. Uh, inside inside ever. man. Uh, yeah. He can't even get into it. He's I don't know any broken movies. up by some. <laughs> it's because you're white. <laughs> Malcolm X. <laughs> what people can't see, I'm black. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Unless you watch the pod show. Sadly. <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons is going to yeah. get a Blu-ray release this week, which I, I, I kind of anver- like an- Anniversary I really... remastered or? Um, you know, it doesn't, It I, th- I think it's just one of those like straight to Blu-ray oh, sort whatever. of releases. Still you Harry know. and the Hendersons Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Like, they're not going to pay that movie a lot of attention, even though it's really, that's a fun movie. Like, I loved it as a kid. It's John Lithgow's um, in that movie. How yeah. can you fail? Yeah. The guy who played the Predator plays the Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. right, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, and then ours, which I believe is the very last Paul Walker movie. No, uh, uh, yeah, this uh-huh. is out this week. Well, he has Fast Seven still coming out. Um, do you think he's to whatever finish? degree he is in that movie? Yes. Do you yeah, think yeah, he's yeah. going to finish that movie on time? No, no. Um, Are they they just announced this week that they're going back. They're they're starting up filming again. In April, I think. I was trying to make um, a really bad joke, but you made it serious. Um. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, um, no, yeah, no, we, no, it's, no, it's totally fine. That would have been terrible anyway. Um, no, yeah, I heard April. So they're, they're going to make it for a 2016 release? Yeah, okay. 2015. 2015, oh, yeah. 2015. Um, yeah, so I guess I should have said the last movie he completed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we just don't know like what to what degree he's actually in. Yeah, absolutely. Seven. No, yeah. Again, um, terrible shame. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, those are, from what I saw... You know, minus things like the Blu-ray release of Big Fat Liar. Nice. Big Fat. Wait, wait, wait. Frankie Munez and Amanda Bynes' Crazy Bands? Yeah, yeah. You remember those guys? (laughs) Yeah, I remember seeing that movie in a theater. (laughs) You did not. Yeah, I did. Is it good? No. (laughs) I mean, it's got Paul Giamatti in it. Oh, some some creepy redhead in a limo stole my story. (laughs) I got to go back to Hollywood to get it. I got to make him blue. Oh, my God. I don't remember that movie oh god it's 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 i weird. remember it. i had to stock it at hollywood video <laughs> <laughs> and it was a hit uh, of course it was it had amanda Bynes and, and that, frankie muñez in it back yeah. in his day that review needs to be on the blu-ray cover <laughs> i stocked it <laughs> I at hollywood video hollywood. <laughs> remember that place nobody yeah he was he was riding high off his agent cody banks fame yeah. <laughs> i remember that that movie, movie got a sequel check. And Malcolm and, and Malcolm in the Middle, which apparently had eight seasons. Yeah, yeah, it's well, well, yeah, because I was like four. Well, that, really how, like how else were we were? How else were we supposed to know the origin of Walter White? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, his origin is, is a dentist. What's yeah. next, James? 
Um, next is box office stats. This is the box office stats. And guess what, guys? It's a Lego movie. Everything is still awesome for the Lego <laughs> oh, movie. Oh, God. Of course it is. This movie. It was funny. Stop. I was uh, I was reading Box Office Mojo's forecast for this week, mm-hmm. and they're talking about how nonstop is, um, you know, it's marketed really well. And they mentioned the shot of the Liam Neeson falling backwards and grabbing the gun out of midair. If that shot is so iconic that is mentioned in an article about box office forecasting, I think they they're onto something. Yeah. Um, the movie we saw uh, was like fifth, I think. Oh shoot, Monuments Men. Um, fifth. Yep. Granted, in its third or fourth week. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's holding really well. Um, Three Days to Kill was the new movie that was number two with like twenty million or something. Twelve. AKA Pa Kent kills people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes from thirty-one million for Lego down to twelve and ten for for Three Pompeii. Days and Pompeii, respectively. Gotta give it up um, to the Lego movie. It's holding strong. Yeah. It's, well, it's great. And by comparison, to, well, I guess we don't know how. I've heard Three Days to Kill is actually a very smart movie, despite the way it's really? marketed. Yeah. Oh, good. That kind of makes me. Interested I'm, go- I'm, I'm going to go. S- I'm seeing it on Sunday morning. So. Well, it um, is directed by Mick G, so that sold. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I, I like, keep forgetting that. I like Mick G. I, I do too. I don't, I don't hate him. I wish he went I don't by a like different him, name, but I don't hate him. I, yeah. I think he's so good. I wish he changed his name to something like normal. <laughs> Mick like Reg- his real Ma- name, Ma- Joe. Yeah. 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 Or Mick Regular. You know, yeah. <laughs> his—I mean, his name is like McGuire or something like that. Like, if he were just Jonathan McGuire, his real name is McGrooper. Like, hey. <laughs> 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 sweet. He makes household inventions. <laughs> cool. Uh, cool. Oh, an American Tale comes out next week. You dick. I—I <laughs> I, I didn't see uh, it. It's like at the top. And old boys at the top too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't when I looked at it just two seconds ago. So, you update your browser. Yeah, go fuck yourself. What are we doing next? Ninja Turtles? Come on, man. <laughs> doing your job fine, here. Fine, You do the fucking <laughs> segment for fucking once. I'm fucking out of it. Cool. Good, James gone. is gone. <laughs> God, I'm so glad I that. I'm I so did, glad that plaid shirt. shirt wearing motherfucker's gone. <laughs> <laughs> now we're all quiet. We're like, what else did we miss? <laughs> I'm just looking at your Blu-ray selection <laughs> at this point. Uh, hard there's to a diehard collection here. <laughs> there is. Uh, this is the stuff we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. I'm going to pet like there's something, like there's a graphic that I'm petting, and it's like <laughs> right here. But at least you aren't even paying attention to me. Yeah. I'm I can say not. anything right now, like, you're a complete tool. <laughs> I just wanted you to be like petting the cat and going, "This is the stuff we've been watching." <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes in Wayne's World too. Is they go on a radio show with yeah. Handsome Dan, and he's this ugly guy, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they're really shocked. And he's like, "Hey, Handsome Dan, you're not even listening to what we're saying, uh-huh. are you? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a sphincter with a microphone. Yep, uh-huh. yeah, yeah." <laughs> um, <laughs> Like James, what'd you watch this week? You come back, James. Nothing. Nothing? Not even kidding. I've, I watched a lot of TED Talks this week, but uh, I'm I I got through half a movie. I'll finish it tomorrow. Not even girls changing next door. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was a slow burn joke. Yeah, yeah. that was no, pervert. I, I, no, I, I didn't. Didn't even didn't even do that. 
I seriously mm-hmm. thought that was some kind of Paramount release that I hadn't read about yet. <laughs> Wait, Girl, yeah. Girls you, didn't, you, didn't watch Car- you didn't watch Carrie and you brought it back to me? <laughs> oh, that's right. I did watch Carrie. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Okay, so I, hey, I watched something this Busted. week. I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, I watched Carrie. Yeah? What'd you think? Um, The new one. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, the new one. Um, I, I still don't love it. Yeah. You know, um, I think it, Julianne Moore is great. It's uh, a beat uh, for the, beat remake. It's yeah, like, yeah. The acting is all really great. Um, you just, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's just good, missing. But you don't care. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. I I end up not actually like caring about Carrie at the end. Um, I don't think you're supposed to. No, I I, I think for me to, for me to oh. love that movie, I think I have to. Yeah, that's 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 why so, that's why so. Even when I read the book young as a younger kid, I always realized like I sympathize with Carrie. Carrie doesn't want to have to be put in that situation. She doesn't want to have pig's blood like poured on her. She's yeah. just trying to be a normal kid. And mm-hmm. all these little punk ass bitches are doing shit. Punk yeah. ass bitches. <laughs> no, I, I think that um that I do need to sort of relate to and care about her. Yeah. Um You need and, to and in I order to they... be able to get the grounding as to also why you should also relate to the victims of the movie technically. Yeah. Well and especially as like and maybe it's just because the story has sort of been done and everybody knows it, but I never got that sense of wonder as she as she's like figuring out what mm-hmm. she's got. Um, well, sometimes you, know, you is... have to be a teenage girl for that, James. No, <laughs> not that part. <laughs> I mean, like like all of the little scenes where she's like discovering her powers. Yeah, <laughs> didn't even feel as impactful as like the scenes, the the matching scenes in in Chronicle. The, the, I mean, it doesn't do an amazing job of it, but. But just the Chronicle sort of cool... is kind of the modern day version of what Carrie did initially. Yeah, like honestly. back when uh they did with SpaceX back in seventy six. Yeah. And I I love the idea I've read um Stephen King's memoirs and just the way he talks about coming up with that story. I think it's brilliant. Um and from a distance I think just the, the story of Carrie is, is fantastic. Um I just don't think that there's a movie yet that has really made made good on how brilliant that story is. Um, some of it is probably the pop culture thing where it's just, it's that story itself is so pervasive that I, I don't know if most young people could even come into it and get the, the correct reaction from that movie. Um, or maybe, maybe just people like me who've been around pop culture as much. No, as my that life. Ma- no actually that makes perfect sense. Like you, we've been around that pop culture sense of like, you know, the high school, like cliches and stuff like that. I yeah. feel like those cliches are so uh, outdated. Like the popular click cliches, yeah. like I went, I I was in the last bastion of that kind of thing, and even then they were still not really there. Yeah, like it's I, not really anything anybody can relate to as a kid. So I I think um I think it's a little bit different when um when you talk about girls in general mm-hmm. um because every woman I know will will admit to the fact that like women especially at that age are fucking shitty to each other like they just they just are. Like yeah, not are, not all of them, but it's like just in general, like the way that they they tend to treat each other in those circles can be even worse than because I would agree with you. Like I grew up a nerd, um, and it was not for me as bad as it was for my bro- even for my brother who was seven years older than me. Like we're not that far apart, but that the, a lot of that stigma had gone away. But I think for girls it still was, and so um, to specifically address that issue and the movie sort of does that but i don't know it just um okay never quite I, I mean, clicks for me james whatever you're a pretty girl i don't care what anybody else says <laughs> <laughs> anyway but yeah, yeah. It was, it, it's all right it's i think it's worth checking out for sure because mm-hmm. um, there's some badass stuff in that movie yeah, yeah cool the whole the whole ending is really cool um yeah oh yeah it is it actually is a really badass ending 
I don't know how you thought about it, but like, I, I liked it. Like, it was just like, it was, it was good for the time. For for what it's gonna be for a modern horror movie, it was a fun ending. Yeah, I like the dude who saw it in half in the bleachers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blood and guts everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does it? Zach, what did you watch this week? What did I watch this week? Um, I went through a couple of different flicks. Um, I uh, picked up the uh, Dark Knight trilogy on Blu-ray. Um, watched that for a little bit, but it got me going back into older Batman for some reason. And I one of the things that I watched uh, this week that was very particular was Batman Forever. Mag ninety five. I I don't know how Joel Schumacher gets money for anything. <laughs> I really don't. He doesn't I, anymore. I don't understand. Yeah, I true. never understood it. Like I I like a time to kill and I like car wash, but I don't Lost really. Lost Boys get it. is good. Yeah, Lost Boys obviously, but like I've never like I never phone booth. I've I I'll, I'll I, fight for phone booth. I I like phone booth. I don't love it, but I like it. Um, but my by pro- comparison to a lot of the shit that he did in the 90s, it's real damn good. You know what he did? He did a movie in 2012 called 12, which I'm not I'm not joking. That's what it's called. It's about a drug. It's, it's a weird movie like about high school adolescence, but it's actually really decent. Like It was the last good hmm. thing that he's done. It was a very small movie, very limited release. Batman Forever is – I gotta be honest. Like I was listening to uh, Fat Man on Batman commentary on it. And they made a very good point. That was the first Batman movie, that, a serious quote unquote serious Batman movie that we got where Batman was in it most of the time. Because <laughs> the first two Batman movies that Burton did, Batman's really nowhere to be found in those mm. fucking movies. That's true. Yeah, it's it's mostly those villains. Um, I like Jim Carrey in it. I like. I don't know what to fucking make of Tommy Lee Jones in that fucking movie. <laughs> Yeah, that is like that's like watching a very bad Frank Gorsh impression. That's how I equate it. Uh, I don't get why Nicole Kidman's there other than to look uh, hot before dude, she got ugly. Dude, it's the car. Chicks dig the car. That's why Chicks she's in it. the car. <laughs> this is why Superman works alone. <laughs> I call back the line. How does anybody else know Batman and Robin? Um <laughs> What else did I watch? Um, I watched. I continued my Halloween binge nice. that I've been doing every time I come on here. I'm going to watch a Halloween movie. I watched Halloween Resurrection because I yeah. I was talking with Bree uh, and I uh, you know and I was just thinking about it. I need to watch that movie again because of how he and I were talking about it the last time. Uh, I like the moments with the uh, handheld camera. Yeah. What they're doing with uh, – they have these moments where Michael's chasing them around and they all have their own little webcam sets. And it just it, – it was really suspenseful for its time and period. And I think we were talking about it at one point. Like there are suspenseful shots where like heads are rolling and you see the head rolling along with the camera. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I mean overall like definitely the worst fucking Halloween movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, obviously because there's no Donald Pleasance in there to, you know <laughs> – talk to me and reassure me that things are going to be overacted and hackneyed. <laughs> but uh, also the ending really is weird because it's like a CSI investigator like person looking un- underneath Michael's uh, cloth and then all of a sudden <laughs> and it was just it was just so lame duck, lame sauce, nonsense I couldn't get behind it. And then the only other thing that I saw this week was Gravity in 3D. Oh, cool. Um... George Clooney is really good at playing a rape astronaut. <laughs> He's really he good rapes? at pl- he look, okay, everybody loves the 3D in that movie. Everybody loves everything about that. Does anybody realize that George Clooney was the most like I'm gonna hit on Sandra Bullock as much as I can until she has SpaceX with me person imaginable? Because <laughs> I saw that 
every look in his eyes, he's just like, you know, what? I'm I'm gonna put my think, penis in her. <laughs> no, I, I I think you uh, I think you just uh, I, I think you just like George Clooney. I think <laughs> I think that when George Clooney looks at you through the screen, I did. I see, think you just see a little glimmer in his eye. I did see Monuments Men the other week, and he still made me want to put a glimmer in his eye. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, see, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, yeah, I think you're bringing something a little something to the movie, Zach. No, there just you gonna go. throw it out there. Um, it was a good movie though. Otherwise, besides the fact that he was a rapist or not. Uh, really good. There was that moment when uh, they're trying to escape from the. Uh, uh, she's trying to escape from the Russian shuttle, I think it is. Or, yeah. And uh, the but the uh, 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 the balloon is uh, caught on the space shuttle, and she's just bouncing back and forth. Mm-hmm. And the three D, it was just, it was incredible. Like yeah. I can't say it enough. Like if if it's still playing in your area, go fucking watch it in three D. Definitely worth it. And since it'll probably win Best Picture, you probably have a good chance to see yeah, it. Actually, that's, that's the thing. I wanted to picture. ask you, do you guys think that it's a possibility? It's two days away. I think I think it's a possibility. I, I think that it's got a better chance than some of the stuff on that list. It's I, either that or 12 Years a Slave. It's either one or the other. No, it's American it's gonna be Hustle. It's American Hustle. It's American Hustle. Mm-hmm. If American Hustle wins, we'll all be angry. Yeah, like it's it's a, I like it's, the movie. It's probably American <laughs> Hustle. I can see 12 Years a Slave. I think... Gal- uh, Gravity is sort of their populist choice. Um, if they wanted to like make people happy, because like normal people really like that movie, um, and then I think Nebraska is the dark is my dark horse. Where like I could see them being super weird and pretentious and picking that movie um, in a real like out of left field kind of way. Uh, everything else on there, I don't think has a chance. I think that they're going to uh, pull a long shot. And end up giving the Oscar to Ryan Reynolds for Green Lantern in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that would be the most interesting thing they could do. I would like, watch that's the how show. that's how yeah. bored. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would I would go find it and you know like I'd buy Just, a DVD of it so I could watch that because that sounds more interesting than the Oscars have been in ten years. <laughs> Ryan, we apologize for the past three years of shitting on you. Yeah. Here's your Oscar. Here's your gold little man. <laughs> Get Finally. the fuck out of our face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please yeah, come back in the Justice League movie. No, no, we don't want him there. I want to I wanna point something out really quick because I've been Do looking it. at Joel Schumacher's page since we talked about it. Go ahead. So in, in he went from Falling Down to The Client to Batman Forever to A Time to Kill to Batman and Robin. Yep. He had a really weird 90s. Like so, I mean, I I really like the client, and I like a, a time to kill, and you know, falling down is pretty heavy. And then you put like these two weird slapsticky action. Oh man, that guy's weird. Man. He's gay. <laughs> hey, that whatever. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, that, well, I mean, well, well yeah. How else not, would you explain Batman and Robin? It doesn't. Yeah, that's the closest. Totally th- that's the uh, that's the closest thing we'll ever getting we'll ever get to seeing gay Batman and gay Robin see, on a big screen. How would you literally? That's not better how question. I knew it was gay is because he chose a fat Bat girl. Good. <laughs> oh. Whoa, fuck. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, you guys. Even 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 using feminine oh. wiles to get your charms. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys big uh, Alicia Silverstone fans here? I don't think she's fat. <laughs> what has she been in that I would know? I don't think she's good. But what, was it Clueless? That was it, right? No, yeah, she's she's yeah. pretty chunky in Batman and Robin. She's got a big suit on. I just I just didn't like her delivery. Using feminine wiles to get what you want. <laughs> it was like even the person who even even Yvonne Craig playing Barbara Gordon in fucking uh, Batman in '66 was better than Alicia Silverstone. 
Well, not many people have played her, so it's not like a lot of competition. But <laughs> yeah, but then again, Yvonne Craig is awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, not disputing that. <laughs> we were saying. having this conversation earlier. <laughs> oh shit! He also directed two uh, two episodes of House of Cards. That's interesting. Yeah, he did. I was I didn't a little surprised that. by that. He did, he, and his episodes are good. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. He's not like he's not always bad. Is he? Sometimes he d- totally drops the ball and everything is horrible. No, again, go watch the client or Time to Kill yeah. Yeah, or yeah. Car Wash. He wrote Car Wash. Car Wash really? is a funny movie. Um, I do believe he said I'd never read any of the Batman comics. So that, that. Might, that might explain some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he did watch the show, and that explains. But that. And, well, and I would also argue that like as good as of a chance as they had of making a good um, Phantom of the Opera. Um, like he, all the elements are in that movie to make that movie great, like and he just movie. drops the ball left and right in that movie. Um, Man. I mean, it's it's fine for like as, as a fan, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is pretty serviceable. Um, but like, I think in, 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 there are plenty of dude. Fucking Mick G could direct Masquerade better than he does in that movie. But anyway, you know, he also did Phantom of the Opera too, Schumacher. That's what I mean. So you're saying Mick G could do Phantom of the Opera. I'm saying Mick G could have done see, Phantom of the Opera better than he did. I would love to see Mick G's Phantom of the Opera with yeah. just a bunch of like big machine guns. It would, <laughs> it would start with a really long single shot of the Charlie's Angels jumping out of a plane. <laughs> and why not? Why not? Because it's fucking dope. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Ryan, right. what have you watched? Oh. Oh, what haven't I watched this week, guys? Um, actually, I, I guess... I watched Harry Potter 3. It's still one of my favorite Harry Potters. Um, how much did you... I think last week you said how much more stuff there is in the extended version. Mm-hmm. Is it like 40 uh, minutes? No, this one's not that much. Oh, okay. uh, it does have a little more character beats again. Um, I forgot that... Uh, I forgot to mention that Kenneth Branagh is in um, the second Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, Professor well, Gilderoy Lockhart. In, he's in a couple of them, isn't he? No, he's no, only, he's only in, in Gilderoy Lockhart yeah. in the second one, yeah. Uh, it's the guy that like... Leads them into that cave with the giant snake that they call Gorgon. He's a po- he's a poser wizard. Yeah, he's yeah. a fake wizard. Um, I also watched uh, Scream Factory. Uh, I've said a lot about them. Um, I got a couple more of their movies. Uh, I got Phantasm Two, which um, is a really weird movie. It's it's about this these people when when they die. There's a guy called the Tall Man who robs their graves. Oh, 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 with uh, with uh, Jessica Biel. No, I'm sorry. It's Not a different Tall Man movie. Oh, okay. Uh, the Tall Man's a villain, and he's always I in it going, I can't believe I remember boy. that. Boy! And it's a really weird movie. And what's cool about Scream Factory is they always have makings of and interviews with all the people in them. And the director, he directed Bubba Hotep and things Ch- like Ch- that. Yeah, love Bubba Hotep. Yeah, uh, he's, he's kind of interesting because he said, yeah, I made these movies, and I didn't want them to make any sense at all. <laughs> so um, that's why when you watch it and you go, what the fuck am I reading? It's like what he's saying in the... You know the interviews. That's that's, and he made four of them. So that's adorable. Wow. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard a director say. Yeah, like, <laughs> eh, I don't care. That explains John dies at the end. Yeah, yeah, because he, he he said he just makes movies because he wants people to ask questions about him. People might in, interpret the movies different ways. Huh. Um. And so yeah, the movie's cool. It has some pretty cool effects. And if you've ever seen the Phantasm suit, they have the, the the big selling point is they have these orbs that are shiny metal orbs that stick to people's heads and drill into their heads and <laughs> blood goes everywhere and uh, they're really weird movies you'd have to watch I can't even explain them you have to watch them hmm. right. um, are all four of them on shot, uh, shot no, screen only two. Just, just two because two is the best one. Oh, really oh, yeah, okay. yeah. it's even a lot of people like the first one I think two is better shy has more money and stuff mm. um, uh, they, they also released 
a double feature, and they do these with these really hard to find horror, obscure horror movies. And one's called Terror Vision, um, and it's a movie that is really weird. And it's the people. It's shot in a specific way where everybody's overacting. It kind of and it's on a set. It kind of looks like Pee Wee's Playhouse, but a perverted like <laughs> sex version of Pee Wee's Playhouse. And there's no nudity in it. But these parents in it tell their kids that they're swingers and they're going to go meet these people to pick up. And in the meantime, they have this satellite that beams this monster into their uh, their world and this monster eats people. Yeah, you know, it was, Brad, it's so weird. Oh, Brad, know? can we remake wow. that movie and just make it as blunt and honest as possible? <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's really weird. I can't even describe it to you. It is Kids so were on bizarre. our way to a swingers party. <laughs> you guys enjoy monster time. <laughs> it's yeah, basically what it is. And then there's this, there's this girl who's like an Elvira knockoff. Her name's Medusa. It's a really weird movie. I can't even describe it to you. You have to really watch it. And you have to understand the tone of the movie or you'll think it's the worst movie you've ever seen. What's this movie called again? It's called Terror Vision. Terror Vision. I'm, uh, I'm already there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's all right. Um, and the the second part of this double feature was called the Video Dead, which is why I actually wanted to get it. It's it's about this TV that only shows this zombie movie, and the zombies come out of the TV. Um, it sounds really stupid, but you know, yeah, whatever. No, it's like it. the it's like the Purple Rose of Cairo of zombie movies. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so uh, the makeup effects are actually pretty good for a no budget zombie movie um the movie doesn't make any sense at all (laughs) um the acting is horrible in it um but you know whatever it's an 80s horror movie i mean yeah when you're going into a movie about zombies coming out of your tv like what do you expect and a movie called the video perfection yeah yeah (laughs) it's called (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you can only expect so it does yeah but what i really love about scream factory is they actually put them on blu-rays and they have like making of even though it's a doubled uh, movie set they still have the makings of on them they just don't make single discs of them so they still kind of give them some sort of respect yeah um, so it's they, still kind of cool well they've been doing that a lot they literally just announced uh i think it was a couple of days ago they're um actually you guys were talking about last week the shadow yeah they're mm-hmm. doing the shadow i just yeah. pre-ordered that today i am so excited yep. cannot wait yep yeah yeah they do fun things and it's cool um, that they take those titles like that and kind of put them out there are you going to get the horror show? Uh, who isn't? Who, who, I don't know. What's, which <laughs> one? What's the horror show? It's this movie I watched on Netflix and I saw. <laughs> I think they're putting it out. Yeah, they are. Yeah. It's a it's, weird it, one. It's weird. <laughs> it's 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 not. It's got the guy from uh, Blade Runner, Brian James, is the yeah, convict. It's, it's yeah. not. It's not. It's not great, but it's interesting. I, mm. I thought it was interesting. Mm. <laughs> I remember seeing it a long time ago. I... That's what, what the fun thing too with the Scream Factory stuff is. It's stuff I rented as a kid, and it's kind of fun to revisit them. Mm-hmm. Um, and to continue my Jason Statham watching, yes, uh, <laughs> I watched The Expendables again. Um, cool, and, and it's still a fun movie. I, you know, it's Bonnie, and I, I didn't remember that it is still a. It is really a Jason Statham movie. It's totally. him and Sylvester Stallone really in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they have lots of fun, and there's some cool action scenes. And there's lots of people getting blown to bits. Um, I I do like, too, though, that he didn't have a love interest. He only went back to save the girl because, you know, he thought she was wronged and something. And, and played a very violent game of basketball. 
Oh yeah, that part's badass. <laughs> yeah, you stay away from her. Um, <laughs> I was love you know, that part. You know that's what Statham does, guys. That's what Statham because he has to do it on the court to to get the respect of the streets. <laughs> it is. I know. The only thing that sucks, I've been so busy at work, I haven't been able to whip uh, through my Stathams as fast as I have been the weeks before prior. Yeah. Uh, the only other Statham movie I watched was one called Chaos. Which uh, oh, what yeah. did you think of it? Actually, I thought it was pretty good. I don't. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it falls into a lot of um, trappings of mid two thousands heist movies, um, but it starts really cool. It starts with uh, Jason Statham as a cop who is suspended because of a thing he did on a bridge. Um, <laughs> who was jerking off? Jerking <laughs> off on the cars below. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I couldn't tell you. I can't tell you what he did on the bridge because it spoiled the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, damn it, Statham, you're costing the city thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah. You're suspended. But it's it has to do with let's the ho- have a chafe. It has to do with the hostage situation, guys. Get your head out of the fucking gutter, okay? Um, and so then there's another hostage situation at a bank that Wesley Snipes is holding up. Oh, oh. and he he asked specifically for Jason Statham's. Cop character because he was in trouble with the law, guys. Wesley Snipes asking yeah. for Jason Statham for something specifically sounds like the plot of a very bad incestuous Hollywood movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he then, was like, "Hey, Jason, get over. Can here. you please help Are me you pay wearing my taxes?" A wire? <laughs> and what they don't tell you in this movie is uh, Ryan Felipe is actually the lead in the oh. movie. Oh, really? Oh, Celery and the Ass Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah him. Mm-hmm. And he, Wait, uh, well, all right, that <laughs> one went over my head. McGruber. McGruber. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I forgot I, he was in that. I I met him in person right after a screening of that movie. And oh, yeah? it was the funnest conversation I've ever had because I literally asked him, what was it like having that celery stuck up your ass? <laughs> and he what did said, he say? And he said, very, very cold. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And it, it's, uh, it's a mystery. And Ryan Felipe and Jason Statham are trying to solve this mystery of this bank heist because they Wesley Snipes character ends up getting away and they don't understand how he gets away and you know Jason Statham just really needs to kick some guys' ass I mean at the end of the day that's what Statham wants to do well he's allowed to you know yep uh yeah that's what I watched this week Brad I'm trying to remember if I watched uh, anything but Bad Grandpa again (laughs) Hmm. Academy Award I I love how that movie has taken your brain by storm yeah, no, I well, I, it's a good flick. I love the story. Yeah, the story's great. Um, it's not as funny the second time around because I I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, it's the unrated extended cut, but there's only like three scenes, and then there's some cool uh like how they did some of the stunts, like how they set them up, and uh like the wedding thing is actually one of the producers like real wedding, um so the bride and the groom were in on it, but their family wasn't mm. so. Um, so there's cool stuff like that. And then the, like doing tests for the, uh, the kitty ride and how yeah. like, uh, they did it in like a warehouse first, but, uh, you know, the actual store has this metal crossbar in the glass that they have to like calculate so the giant oxal doesn't like decapitate himself. <laughs> and on the test one, he just grazes it by like two centimeters. <laughs> wow. In in the test, it's a string, but still it's like... Uh, isn't it funny? He always was. What jackass was it when he was on the rocket and it like blew out the, the second side, one? Yeah, like inches away from him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I watched the Mystery Science Theater things, and then which ones did you watch? Oh, <laughs> uh, the ones that are on Netflix. I kind of just put on the background, and yeah. then like 
occasionally hear the commentary, but I don't pay attention to the movie at all. Mm. Like uh, I know one was called Laser Blast, another one was called Phantom Planet. Laser but I Blast tell is you. Good. Phantom Ooh, Planet Phantom is good. Planet, Laser yeah. Blast is amazing, but you yeah. have to be in the right mode for it. Yeah, I'm more interested in like seeing like this in between skits with the robots and everything, and so yeah. I'll like pause and watch that. But then when it gets back to the actual movie, I'm like I'm back to working. Do yourself a favor, go uh, do watch the Final Sacrifice uh, episode. Okay, it's just it's uh, it's it's honestly one of the best Canadian jokes you will ever watch in your life. It's really good. Um, I totally recommend it. Yeah, and then I. I don't Either know if that I f- or Revenge of the Creature. <laughs> I don't know if I finished uh, The Naked Gun last time I talked. I know we, we talked about it at some point, but I kept falling asleep in it over and over again. During, I watched the, it like, na- during the Naked Gun? Yeah, like six times, and then I finally got through it. Not that it was like bad. It was just like, I don't know. Couldn't stay awake. Hmm. Like like Leslie Nielsen, you needed a nap. Yeah. Oh. A grave nap? What? <laughs> that, that's not even what yeah. I was going for, but James just made it. Apparently, I'm the bad death person here. <laughs> I feel like all the best jokes were at the beginning, like the floating uh, yeah. chalk outline. <laughs> um, the part where he's like uh, on the edge of the building, like trying to grasp onto the statues and like eventually gets around and they're not chicks anymore. They're guys with like huge dongs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he breaks one off and then crashes through a window. He's like attacking this woman with his giant stone dong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So stupid. It's great. <laughs> you gotta love it though. Yeah. So if they put the sequels on Netflix, I'll watch them. <laughs> I was at Spy Hard had the Weird Al thing, but no, that's, that's that one. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Weird Al did the song for Spy Hard. That's what he it did. is. Yeah. That's all I watched, I guess. In open screen night. Cool. Excellent. Zach, you have a comic book for me? I do have a comic book for you. Um, so I went back into uh, the vault and I found one that was uh, a little bit interesting because uh, I was thinking about this particular – she's a comic book author, but she's also an actress. Her name's Rosario Dawson. I think we're all familiar with her. She did a Alexander bo- like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Clerks 2. But, yeah. Clerks yeah. 2, <laughs> Trance, Rent, uh, – Oh, uh, lots of things. The zookeeper. We could go down the list for everybody. <laughs> but um, uh, she did a book uh, back in uh, 08 called OCT, Occult Crimes Task Force. And it is a uh, it's a small graphic novel, and it's just about a woman who gets thrown into the world of paranormal investigation. It's a very in-depth – the artwork is very like in-depth kind of like – kind of feels like a fincher movie in weird ways like it just the way they kind of go from panel to panel it just kind of feels like there's a very strong emotional human conversation happening at one moment and then being able to be transported right into this kind of fantastical world for a split panel and then just being switched back right over to this conversation like it feels like it's flowing like a really good indie film Hmm. um so i would highly recommend it very solid comic she cool. wrote it or drew it? She helped write it, and um, I, I think it was two other artists who drew it. I'd have to get the artist's names. I can't remember, but she's one Those of the are. writers. And the name one more time, OCT? OCT, Occult Crimes Task Force. Cool. So go up to Colorado Quincy Cards and Comics, and if they don't have it, they'll get it for you. And if not, I will sell it to you out of the back of a van that I have just bought. <laughs> nice. <laughs> trying to find it. With speakers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just buying ideas at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. cool, guys. So this week, we took a transatlantic flight with Liam Neeson in nonstop. Were there a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uninterrupted thrills? Uh, was I able to get 
uh, you know, some kind of in-flight service of pain. Uh, <laughs> Zach, why don't you tell everybody if oh, they should good. go see nonstop or not? In-flight service of I pain. I am just at the point of tipping your nerve, aren't I? <laughs> That'll that be good. on the box, I'm uh, sure. Oh, yeah. Um, should we go see nonstop? I was actually really impressed by this film because of uh, – uh, watching the movie Executive Decision two weeks prior. Hell yeah! And realizing I really like uh, action movies that takes place in planes. Hell yeah! <laughs> They're just really fun. <laughs> like I, that's why that's why I was really disappointed by Flight because I thought it was going to be much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think go see it. It's a fun flick. It's much more fun than like Jack Ryan, which was the last action-y movie that I saw with you guys. Go watch Nonstop. It's fun. Liam Neeson doesn't always kick butt. Sometimes he talks and has to be a detective, you know? So it's really yeah. cool. Should people go see it? Yeah, I'd say go see it. I'd say go see it in the theater, you know? You know, if you if you if you have a if you have a nice lady friend, go take her out for that. You know? Be yeah, good. totally. Because she may not get it, but you will. <laughs> Or vice versa. Chicks. If she doesn't, you can diddle her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good, or she can diddle or, 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 or she can diddle you, vice versa, you know? Everything works out. Equality. Go see it. Cool. Brad, should people go see nonstop? Uh I don't know. Um It wasn't bad, uh, but the end kinda was felt very rushed to me. Mm-hmm. There's like a very slow build and then it just like all the pieces came together and we're done. So I don't know. Um Definitely, you could rent it. I don't know about the theater. James, should people go see nonstop? I really enjoy this movie. Um, I would I would agree. I think the they don't stick the landing very well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like they just sort of rush through it. They, the the ending feels like it was written. Oh shit! We in need the an 90s. ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, well, well, just in the night, like. Uh, executive decision ends the same way, where like all of the ending of the movie happens on the tarmac. Uh, spoilers! Spoilers! They're, at some point, they're <laughs> from on the tarmac, a movie but, from twenty three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like it just, it just. Okay, we're at the end. Let's go. Um, there's some sappy bits. There's some parts of the mystery that like are a little bit convenient or whatever. Um, but last week we talked about the fact that we don't get enough mystery movies. This is pretty damn close. Yeah, it was a fun. Like, it was a fun melodrama mystery. There's not a lot of action in this movie until very close to the end. I, I think the the who done it here is really well done. Mm. Again, some of the clues are a little hokey. You've got to give it a little space. This is not a perfect movie, but I really enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah. I think I thought the movie was pretty fun because um, you're right. It it was different. I was expecting him just to be kicking ass yeah. all the whole time, and it was really a slow buildup. And it, it took time to explain Liam Neeson's character in it mm-hmm. and. Um, he's not always likable. No, exactly, yeah. and that's you know it's an interesting take on it. Uh, here's here's the trailer for for nonstop. I hate flying. The lines, the crowds, the delays. I always kind of liked it. Six hours, one seat, nobody can get to you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard our nonstop service from New York to London. You fly much? All the time, actually.
someone on this flight is threatening to kill someone every 20 minutes unless $150 million is transferred to this account number. We're midway across the Atlantic. How do you kill someone in a crowded plane and get away with it? Ladies and gentlemen, I need every passenger to raise their hands above their head. This is a bad idea. Marshall! We have a right to know what the hell is going- Agent Marks, the account number you gave us is in your name. What? That doesn't make any sense. This is a setup. Something else is going on. character in this movie that he just at one point the ending might have been that he was just going to be a, an alcoholic delusion the entire time because oh yeah they, because they put those plants in there and that's what you were talking about that there's like really weird subtle like hints you can tell in the cinematography where they're just like oh god make sure that you remember this it's important yeah oh yeah it's it's exactly what i talked about last week with how we don't get movies like um murder on the orient express anymore where like you're just introduced to a situation with a whole bunch of characters in it and and they could all be guilty and you just have to figure out who it is it, this is that like and and i think everybody went into the movie saying like oh well it, it's gonna be like julianne moore or it's him or be something um but honestly most of the movie i didn't have any idea where it was going and when they finally did reveal it that's not what i expected um, yeah. Which is cool. Um, it's was... not necessarily the best story. Like it's not necessarily the best mystery. It's it's a mystery that, like Clue, you could have dropped multiple endings onto. Um, but the truth is, that's true of like Hitchcock's mysteries and things like that. You know, yeah, just... they're just they're just a standard. Yeah. It's just the way he films them. They're, yeah, it just sort of keeps you on your toes. So, something know. about that movie, like the way it ended and the who ended up being the villain, the perpetrators at the end it felt like very dissatisfying and ended up just being a solidifying factor for why William Neeson was in the movie. Cause yeah, I really honestly it. thought it was going to be Julianne Moore's character. Yeah. I was so convinced because I'm like, why is Julianne Moore in this movie? There's no reason she should be in this movie beyond the fact that she's probably the villain. Yeah. yeah she that's, what I, thought. that's what I thought going in too. Yep. But then, but I, I think it was smart of them to play against that and know that that's what you were going to think. Yeah, there's a lot of good misdirection, but yeah. When the movie started and that guy showed up at the curb, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. I know what this guy is. Like, but did you – like you never questioned it? You always I thought it was that guy? I did question it, yeah. But I yeah. was like – at that moment, I was like, this guy's probably the, like, the villain. But, Crap. Uh, see, I, I – yeah, but I and thought – they threw I, me another curveball by making it two people, so. 
Yeah, but I I thought there were like six of those at the beginning, where there were there are multiple people who even in the way that they are designed visually, like the way that their costume and their like like the the other cop on the plane, mm. I look at that guy and I don't know who did his fucking hair, but they were that was a that was a James Bond villain. Like you saw he didn't that have guy. Any hair. <laughs> no, no 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 the other sorry not not the not the policeman but the other air marshal. Oh, okay. that guy's like weird fucking hairdo. He looked like a James Bond villain, and so when I first saw him, I was like. That guy's evil. And then I saw the bald cop and I was like, that guy's evil. And Julianne Moore's evil. And that guy's (laughs) evil. And the, 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 the stewardess is evil. And the temporary stewardess is evil. And the other, the dude flying the plane, he's evil. Everybody on this fucking plane is evil. Like, I just, yeah. The twist is everyone on the plane is in on it. So you thought the bald guy was evil? There was a point at which I was like, bald what? Just because that that actor for me, I see that guy and I'm like, you're probably a dick. Because see, Um, I saw the bald guy and I was just like, I kept thinking he was thinking, how can the same shit happen to the same guy twice in <laughs> one day? <laughs> the um, but like they they layer in clues like when when he gets on the stewardess says to the other stewardess something about like you know oh thanks for you know stepping in and being like a temporary steward and there's just like little clues like that that they leave as these as these breadcrumbs to sort of distract you away from yeah you know. Well, to lead you down different paths. They could have called it Red Herring the movie, and I would have been just as satisfied. But that's what a mystery is. Yeah, exactly. Um, Uh, Here's a scene where Liam Neeson is trying to figure out who the bad guy is. Passenger on board this flight has threatened to kill someone every 20 minutes. Unless they're paid $150 million. And now three people are dead. The bomb will explode in less than half an hour. And they want you to believe that I'm responsible. Everything you've heard about me is true. I've lost my family, my job. I'm an alcoholic. My daughter was diagnosed with acute leukemia at the age of five. And I spent my days at work instead of being at home, looking after her because I was afraid of watching her die. I'm not a good father. I'm not a good man. I'm hijacking this plane. I'm trying to save it. Oh, that's just so engrossing. Yeah, I, you guys are really glazing over a part that's... Because <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. You're just over each other. Yeah. Um, the, I'm not you, Brad. Um, the, there's, there is a part where you think that Liam Neeson might be the bad guy because yeah. he is so distraught and he's drinking so much. And yeah. there's this little bit where he's a, he's a little dark in the movie. And you don't understand his motivation because no everybody questions him. And there's those little hints where uh, Julianne Moore's character orders a gin and tonic and he says, oh, I'll have one, too. And then you find out that Nancy, the stewardess, knows him. So she gives him a bottle of water mm-hmm. and you f- slowly figure out, it's like, oh, wait, does Nancy is Nancy the bad person? Because he's she's mentioning his daughter. <laughs> because and... she won't give him booze. <laughs> no, no, no. Because she's mentioning his daughter and he, yeah. uh, everything's really personal yeah. for him yeah. and um, things like that. I, so... I like that little twist because I didn't catch it at first that they knew each other and then when I kind of realized it, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's really, that was a good little plant. Those yeah, that's little... what I mean because yeah. they slowly put in these little things in this movie. That's why I think this movie is actually pretty successful in building that tension and if it didn't have a, a couple little hokey moments in it, totally. I think it, it really would have sold. But I mean, I do think the scene where he confesses, you know, that his daughter is dead and um, that he is a horrible person, I think it's a really good scene. And yeah. it, it, I think it adds credibility to his character and makes his redemption at the end where all he wants to do is save the people on the flight. I think yeah. it's really cool. 
And to add to that, the the way that they shoot a lot of the like close up scenes, like when he's alone trying to put it together, and like um, the background comes in and out of focus, and he comes in and out of focus, and mm-hmm. some of that stuff, it it is not disorienting, but it's implying this idea that he's not entirely in his right mind. Yeah, or he's um, drunk or something. Yeah, and 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 in a in a more subtle way than how they would normally portray somebody who's drunk. Like he is a highly functioning alcoholic, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool to see. Um, and, and, and it does, it's, it's one more of those little elements that just tries to lead you astray from figuring out who like really what's going on. Um, and especially because like, um, so we're getting close to spoilers here and I just don't know how else to say this movie and Brad spoiled it when he said there's two villains. Oh, that's true. Um, (laughs) well, but I'm going to get at who it really is. So the, when he, when he gets up that guy who ends up saying he's a school teacher and is like beating the shit out of him basically. Um, at that moment I'm like, dude, you're, you've crossed the line here. Like he's not, he's not behaving in a way that I would expect, um, like a good logically thinking police officer too. Um, because he doesn't really have any evidence on that guy. Um, Mm -hmm. and the way he's treating him as he does, it is just like a little bit uncalled for. Um, or very uncalled for. That's so there's I, moments that, like that where you're just like, this guy's kind of a dick. Like, he's not doing this correctly. That's mm-hmm. why I thought at one point that it was either going to be him or it was going to be an alcoholic delusion. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. just him going crazy, which would have been, I'm not going to lie, probably would have been one of the ballsier endings of the February season. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it also would have taken away from the movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Fair but enough. I would agree, like, I, I really, I'm, I was disappointed when they went as far as to be like, oh, he's, what if the plane rips apart right where the girl that he likes is and then like the little girl almost falls out of the plane he's got to save it and I was just like dude what do you, have a problem? you already what, do you, what, do, what problem do you have with little children it, being saved James no 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 it was just too far and too hokey because like they'd already brought the story about his daughter back with the with the ribbon like that mm-hmm. scene was touching enough mm-hmm. that I didn't need that like that was just over the, it was it was too on the nose you know and there are things like that that are very like 90s thriller elements of the way you end a movie um we're it, no, it just, we're, it just we're ended no, up being hokey you and i are not watching over the top ever anytime soon cause <laughs> no no you probably no. hate that little kid too <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah anything else brad no it's the whole like uh i did all this just to show the world that you know, our security is relaxed too much. I didn't get yeah. what, the, what was the villain's point again, which was it can happen all over the world. What was your point? Th- the villain had no point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no shit. Really like, bothered me. Like, even an executive decision, the villain had a point. <laughs> yeah. And he convinced some other dude to help him, which is even more yeah. <laughs> over that plan. Especially for a guy who seems so smart. Can you imagine that, like, you know what I mean? In yeah. a coffee shop earlier being like, Look, I'm really disappointed. Hey, look, Arsenio Hall, do you want to help me, like, commit a murder on a plane? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm really disappointed in our nation's security. I want you to help me take down a plane. Uh, All right. How much? I I think that, like, some of the ideas that they are trying to play with with that character are interesting, but they just don't do a good job of it. Of, like, having a guy who is motivated by the fact that... um, he feels like our security on 9-11 was bad and that, like, we're, we tell everybody that they're safe when they're really not and we create this false sense of security and that we're, in a way, lying to the American people. Like, those themes and those ideas are cool. When you when you deliver them very quickly in the middle of an action scene from a, a guy who's not very well fleshed out, it just, <laughs> yeah, it just falls down. Drop, yeah. um, and then when you try to turn that into a motivation for why he's doing something very horrible... Um, yeah, it, it just doesn't. It just doesn't 
work quite it doesn't, right. It doesn't fly, and the problem is that nah, it doesn't fly. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> nonstop Sorry. service, guys. <laughs> uh, it just doesn't work, and it's lazy storytelling. Like it just yeah. ultimate, ultimately, it brings down your story so much. The one thing that it, this story had that really, 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 really sucks because it could have been a much better movie. Honestly, is that if they had just gone for broke and said, look, this is what it is. This is the kind of story that it is and told it through just Liam Neeson's point of view or something like that, like take a unique angle. The fact that this kind of movie or this script, like you could look at the story of the script and make it work easily in a better format. But the fact that it is made very by the numbers Mm -hmm. is the only reason we're talking about it as negatively as we are is really interesting to me, at least like that's how I feel about the movie, which is I would only be saying great things about this film if it was shot differently if it wasn't shot by the numbers i would say that this movie was awesome uh, i don't know I, th- I, th- I think that they could have made this work um if like the difference between this movie as a pretty good mystery and an actually great mystery is that all of that stuff about exposition is why somebody would do it is supposed to be layered into the mystery mm. so you know Everybody should have a mo- like all those people. The reasons why we thought they were missed that they were the the murderers was because they kind of looked like because because the they language yeah because the language of the movie like visually was telling us that that person should be suspicious, um, not because they had a motivation, not because they were in the right place at the right time. Um, that's re- that's the reason why it ends up failing as a mystery and why that ending and that reveal is is not satisfying in the way that any of like in the way that the the endings of clue are not actually tied together um, is that we should have had some understanding of who that guy was before. Like, you know, the real way to set that up is you have three different guys who we all look at and we go, okay, one of these guys did it. And when we find out who did it, we, we will already know why they did it. Um, Yeah. It's, it's more that it suffers, I think from being a thriller. Um, and it's then a, try to a, tie it's, it's to a, it's a February thriller yeah it's a good one too it's better yeah. than so unknown it's way, better than, way better than unknown it's better than taken too so did his boss just let him keep that 150 million <laughs> I think it was a joke <laughs> yeah. I think it was a joke it was Shea Wiggum too I was yeah. turning to James and I was like do you see what I'm seeing I, I the still, guy from Boardwalk Empire I still would have turned like told that guy to go fuck himself and be like dude seriously like every time I got on the phone with you all you did was yell at me that I was doing it wrong like I was doing the best I could come on I let me do my job I was going to get riddled with bullets as soon as he got off the plane because yeah. the was... military didn't know how they got down <laughs> and everything so it was, they're looking for him, as far uh, as we know. He was picking up a date with Julianne Moore. Did you not? <laughs> the only thing I was thinking about the boss was earlier was uh, thinking about airplane with just Ted Stryker. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> they showed a trailer of that before that movie. It was great. They yeah. did. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a fun one to see at the Alamo. All the stuff before yeah. that was cool. Yeah, because they showed a trailer. I don't think you were here yet. They showed a trailer for Executive Decision <laughs> and Air Force One. And I was, I was, I was telling Ryan about how much I love that. Got that. You know why movie. you love Executive Decision, right? Kurt Russell. Kurt motherfucking Russell. And Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt when he takes the thing out of his mouth and he's like s- squeezing it between the like the the yeah, you diodes would, you, of a you would not think that bomb. a plastic like, straw stupid. would come into effect in an mm-hmm. action movie that well. Yeah. But Guizamo's in it too, and Steven Seagal has the best role of his career when he dies <laughs> within the first twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. It's not well, it's they show twenty it, years. That's a fun movie. In the trailer they show his death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It was so cool. I loved it. 
Because I know yeah. I didn't see him in the credits, and I'm just like, oh my God, Steven Seagal's not in this movie? What's going on? I see him right there on the screen. <laughs> yeah. That that movie is so 90s. Like, the fact that they the fact that they try to hide, like, get their guys on the plane using a stealth bomber or a, a stealth fighter yeah. and shit like that. Like, all those kind of hokey things are just it was very, perfectly out of the very, 90s. It's very weird to watch Executive Decision in a post-9-11 world. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, really yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, next week, the only movie coming out is 300, Rise of an Empire, so the real nerds will be seeing 300, Rise of an Empire. Yeah. Um, I want to see I how... Also, I also got my Fantastic Mr. Fox criterion, broke it in half. Just bro- yeah, yeah, just immediately it. broke it in half, because, you know, fuck Wes Anderson. And I don't even want to go to the Alamo this month, because all they're doing is showing shitty Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, like, seriously. Fuck him. Brad, what are you doing next week? Yeah, what are you doing next week? Uh, fucking murdering you guys in a shallow grave. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie's no, really. three foot hole, huh? In a in a whimsical way. Cool. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be very he's not, symmetric. He, he's not going to be doing it whimsically. He's just going to be staring in front of a camera, going, "I'm going to kill you both now." <laughs> yeah, very, very Look, symmetrical. Here's how yeah. I did it. I know that's what dun, I love. Dun, 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 dun. My favorite, and like and like wackily chase us around yeah. the apartment. <laughs> My favorite shot in the trailer is uh, when. Ray Fiennes runs away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's sh- it's shot so well. Yeah. And the only person who can pull off a shot like that is Wes Anderson. I kind of want to go back and rewatch Bottle Rocket because they were in, in the trailer where they were showing they were going to show that. That movie looks like bizarrely asymmetrical by comparison. It, it, like it, it almost looks like it's shot by somebody it's, else. It's the least symmetrical movie he's ever made. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, so weird. It's like his student film. But it's yeah. Not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, oh, my God, I'm much better when I put the camera right in front of people as opposed to an angle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody else does. Just put the camera right in the wrong place, dude. You, I, I mean, it's just gorgeous. I'm, I, fuck you for breaking your fantastic Mr. Fox because that is a perfect movie. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Better not. We're gonna go <laughs> see whatever the fuck has that movie is, and uh, and we're gonna watch fantastic Mr. The Fox. Grand Budapest Hotel opens up the following week, I think. Yeah, it opens up. Yeah, next week. The yep. Grand Budapest <laughs> Hotel. As long as Elmo Denver gets three. it. Yeah, it's in four three, which is weird. Cool. Uh, it's it's a mix. Oh, is it really? Screen and four three, okay, yeah. that's kind of what I I'm expecting that the four three is going to move across. The yeah, screen. I was watching the trailer specifically to see where it was like stretching apart. It's like some of the, it's a uh, there's a couple shots in like the, when they introduce the characters at the end that it gets wide and then goes back to other things. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I I I was expecting that they were going to do some cool stuff with it, but I think I read. Somewhere, I don't I don't want anybody to spoil it for me, so don't give me. Anything. I think I read somewhere it has to do with the time period. Because I guess it's set in the same time that they are switching from four three and movies mm. to widescreen. So Interesting. He's gotten very specific. <laughs> yeah, I, I read. Very a, I read an interview with. Um, I think it was Ray Fiennes, and he was saying that Wes Anderson will look at things through the camera, and then he'll say, "Oh, hang on, let me move this teapot just a little bit." <laughs> and he's really particular about how he's going to shoot things. I think it would be really cool if the. If the movie were in like that form factor, but then it would move left and right from time to time. So when it gets to, like to the left side of the frame, yeah, yeah. yeah. It so like, a little bit. like it, no, no, no. Just like it would be four three, but that, sh- the, but with the part where there was actually like stuff being projected on the screen would move left and right across the widescreen. I think that would be neat. Hmm. Am I the hmm. only one who wants to see Wes Anderson do a drunken cell phone camera movie? Because <laughs> I wouldn't. totally watched the shit out of that. <laughs> it, would be, it would be the most meticulous. Look at it; thing. it's all symmetrical, guys. <laughs> yeah, the most meticulous thing that. Did you that see him talking about doing a Bond seen. movie? Yeah, yeah, I heard about his Bond Bond. It was awesome. Yeah, I'd no, probably like, have Bond come in, talk to M, and then nothing uh, really happens. He'd go to the coffee machine and get a cup of coffee, and that'd be about it. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be sweet. 
So hopefully next week, Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Oh, Happy before I, before I leave, I wanted to make a quick announcement. So we are working on something. Um, it's the reason why I wasn't able to make it over in screen night. Um, Ani Carino and Spencer Kane and I are teaming up. Um, it's been made as a decision. I am. Uh, uh, I've just signed on to direct a web series called Local Brew, which is uh, upcoming. It's a dark comedy. I can only describe it as uh, a series about very shitty people who would only want to smoke pot rather than do the things they have to do to be responsible. Um, but that's a small explanation of it. Um, but we are looking for people to come out and help us out with um, a couple shoots in April. And if you want to be an extra in it, um, you know, you can get a hold of us through Facebook, Take 38 Productions. But we want to bring in the real nerds and bring in a bunch of fans as possible to bring in people to come in and, you know, enjoy the filmmaking experience. So if you guys are interested, come on down. We'll be keeping the details uh, updated as much as possible. But we wanted to break that news for you guys tonight. Dude, Ooh. awesome. Cool. Looking forward to it. That's so cool. Man. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank yeah. you. Happy Even birthday. though it's past midnight, so fuck you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's 23. <laughs> Great, go to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. 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 Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even. RealNerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.